Good evening. Welcome to Legacy Battle. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel where you'll be able to view the podcast prior to it coming on our Facebook group page, but also join the Facebook group page because that's how you can win the trivia prizes. If you're interested in sponsoring a podcast, please contact us. I am Michael Adams, creator of Legacy Battle. Here with me tonight from the Gridiron Battle Zone, Brian King. From Steelers Nation South, Rallo Calthin. And Collegiate All-Star, Kevin Adams. And we're joined tonight by a special guest. He was a All-West Region first team selection as a senior at Portland, as a member of the Pasadena Sports Hall of Fame. And he's a former NFL running back, played for the Buffalo Bills, the Green Bay Packers, and the Indianapolis Colts. Ladies and gentlemen, Dare Holmes. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you guys. So as always, after the debate, we'll have a little Q&A about his career and uh, see what he has to say to some of our hard questions here. And uh, tonight's debate, he's going to be perfect for because tonight's debate is the greatest NFL running back of all time. And we're going to hop in this tonight, and we're going to start with Brian King. All right, so I'm going to be talking about the man known as Sweetness tonight, Walter Payton. Walter Payton played 13 seasons for the Bears, 1975 to 1987. He was a nine-time Pro Bowler, an eight-time All-Pro. He was 1977's NFL MVP, and he's a member of both the 1970s and 1980s All-Decades teams and also the 100th Anniversary team. So this guy, the first thing that jumps out about this guy was – just an amazing training regimen that he had. This guy did hill sprints in um, in Arlington Heights, Illinois, every day during the season. And if you don't know what a hill sprint is, that's like just running as fast as you can up a hill. It's exactly what it sounds like. Not an easy thing to do over and over again, especially during a season. Then during the off season, he set up an obstacle course right on, along the Mississippi River and in the hottest part of the day, he's running, he's sprinting through that obstacle course. That he wanted to build up his endurance, he wanted to build up his toughness, and that's how he did it. He had some amazing numbers. Um, he set the single game record with 275 yards uh, on the ground versus Minnesota, and that record stood for the next 23 years, and it's still the fifth highest total ever. Uh, he's third place in rushing yards per game in a single season, 1977. And he's sixth place for his entire career. He set career rushing records, uh, the career rushing yards record, um, and that stood for 15 seasons until Emmitt Smith finally broke it. And he still holds the career record for touchdown passes by a running back. That's right. This guy was lethal on the halfback pass. So he had an amazing playing style. He developed a stutter step, which was you know designed to try and get defensive players off balance. And, and, and mislead them, and he had, a, he had a great stiff arm, and this guy, he always fell forward. You know, he hardly ever saw this guy ever losing any yardage or anything. He was, that was his pride and joy. He loved to fall forward. He loved to make sure that he was at least getting uh, uh, somewhat of a game. So, and the, the last thing that really jumps out about, uh, about Walter Payton is the fact that he did all this, and he really lacked a great supporting cast. So I'm going to bring up this graphic here. So if you look at the supporting cast, this is the amount of, of Pro Bowl seasons um, 
that he had from his linemen, his wide receivers, and his quarterbacks. And as you can see, only five for the offensive line. He was never working with a, a, a Pro Bowl wide receiver, and only one time he was working with a Pro Bowl quarterback. That was Jim McMahon, one season. So if you divide that by the amount of seasons that he played, it was a, it comes out to a number 0.46. If you look at the other players that we're talking about today, the other backs, Emmett Smith, Jim Brown, and Barry Sanders, they all were dealing with a lot better of a supporting cast around them. So when you when you think about sweetness, think about a guy that everybody knew what was coming. Everybody knew that he was the only threat that the Bears really had, and they still couldn't stop it. If you want to know what kind of moves Walter Payton has, check out the Super Bowl Shuffle, 85 Bears. That's as good <laughs> as it gets. They got YouTube that if you're if you're watching this at home, check out the Super Bowl Shuffle. Derek, was there, you think there was any running back that that hit the hole harder than Walter Payton? Wow, uh, his his aggressiveness um, I don't think was was unmatched. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I had a, I had a chance to meet Walter. My rookie year when we played, I think it was a um, scrimmage, not a scrimmage, a preseason game up in Chicago. But uh, I don't think it was anyone. I can't describe anyone at this point that ran as hard as him and then for his size, too. So Walter was a great running back. And it, uh, his toughness, his aggressiveness um, for a running back for a man his size was uh, unmatched. I, I agree. Kevin, what are your thoughts on Mr. Payton? Um, I mean, he pretty much laid the foundation for running backs. I mean, he kind of brought, um, like, a different type of playing style. And like you said, his footwork, people out of his shoes, um, great running back. Um, obviously held NFL records for multiple seasons. Um, kind of laid the foundation for future running backs. Rollo, you'll be representing a running back later who, who had a chance to, to pass Peyton's record, but kind of decided not to. Um, so what, what are your thoughts on, on Peyton? Peyton was a uh, – I grew up with Peyton, uh, watching his style. I think a lot of the kids that I played football with and played running back with, but I was in Pop Warner, and you, that's how they wanted to run. They wanted to run people over. They wanted to put their put your you wanted to put your shoulder down and try to try, try to try to you know, move forward. Like Brian said, he never wanted to lose yards, and that's a, a lot of kids that I grew up with. Um, that's how they that's how they emulated their game was after Walter Payton and, and sweetness. Sweet. You know, it, it's hard to find a negative about anybody we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, Walter Payton, to his legacy, I mean, the show is called Legacy Battle. His legacy goes even beyond football. He has so many charities that he was part of um, outside of the game. You know, they, they have the Walter Payton <laughs> award now. Just, that should tell you, uh, you know, how much of the charities he was. If I'm going to find a negative just because I'm, I'm nitpicking, Brian had mentioned that Walter has more touchdown passes than any non-quarterback out there. He also has more interceptions than any non-quarterback. He's got six interceptions. So, I mean, you know, that's, it's definitely nitpicking um, by, you know, totally nitpicking, but there's, there's just, there's nothing negative to say about him. So you just got to kind of come up with what we can here um, to, to just shed some light on it. He, he's another back, like I'm going to be representing later, you know, Jim Brown. He, Peyton is another back that just would run through you. He would not go out of bounds which you totally see from today's running backs because, you know, they got to 
gotta, you know, get the big money so they can't get hurt. Um, it's just old school football. You just don't, you don't see that anymore. Um, kind of miss it, you know, but so Walter Payton, great running back. Let's, uh, let's move on to our next is going to be represented by Rollo. Well, I got uh, my, my, my back is Barry Sanders. Barry. To, me, to me, the greatest running back in the history of the NFL. Uh, 1997 NFL MVP, one of the six, seven members of the 2000 Russian club. Uh, he was the Offensive Rookie of the Year in 1989, six-time first-team All-Pro, four-time second-team All-Pro. Uh, had one of the greatest college seasons in the history of college football with 42 total touchdowns, 2,600-plus rushing yards. And then he carried it over to the NFL, rushing for 1,400-plus yards in his first season in the NFL. We have never, and I don't think we will ever see a running back with the style like Barry Sanders had, the, the ability to stop on a dime and then cut and be full speed on the next step. Be able to like run like a little bowling ball, you know. He was tough to bring down. I saw a stat uh, a couple weeks ago that he has the the most lo most losses by a running back of all time, with over eleven hundred yards, and he still only finished fifteen hundred yards short of the rushing record when he retired after ten seasons. That is incredible. That he did that in ten seasons. He averaged fifteen hundred yards in ten seasons. And he retired just short of the NFL record. And he was happy walking away. He walked away on his own terms. He never looked back. And he's living his best life. Barry Sanders, to me, is the best running back of all time. You hit the nail on the head with the, the negative yardage comment because something a lot of fantasy people will recognize is if you're watching Barry Sanders play, it may be the second quarter and he has like negative seven yards. And then you check a minute later, he's got 78, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be like, Oh, I'm saved. Thank goodness. You know, no one could, could, could break one. It seems like, like Barry Sanders, maybe Adrian Peterson's kind of up there, but uh, Barry definitely could break them. Um, never had the greatest of lines either, but Derek, was there anybody who, like could make his holes, his own holes better than Barry Sanders? Well, actually, um, what we call now the jump cut, would you see a lot of, you see him talking about the jump cut? I think Barry Sanders invented the jump cut. Um, it, it probably was, was uh, people probably was doing it prior to him, but it didn't come, it, it didn't become known until Barry Sanders, when people got to really seeing Barry Sanders run. With the jump cut, I think, He's, he invented it. Um, a lot of people do it now because he could be one way, jump all the way to the other side and take off. So it's change of direction. What we teach now, I'm, I'm a running back coach, so we see change of direction and jump cut. You know, it becomes, it, it came because of Barry Sanders' jump cut. And um, like you guys said, he could he could be losing yardage. And then um, next next half, he ended up with 100-some yards. Like you said, it was minus 20-some yards. Ended up with 100-some yards. Right, the third or fourth quarter. So now he, the way he went about his work, um, the way he got it done, uh, I don't think nobody else could do it that way. Kevin, you almost represented Barry Sanders tonight. So uh, yeah. what are your what are your thoughts on him? Um, I mean, he was one of my favorite running backs growing up. I mean, 
heck, my friends and, and even you called me Barry Sanders when I was a kid because like, the way I ran, <laughs> I probably had more yardage than he did in his career because I was so good. But, um, <laughs> you know. The, yeah, you know, backyard football. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, hey, no pads. That, that, that speaks for something. But, um, no, I mean, obviously one of the greatest running backs to ever play. I mean, you know, not to nitpick like you, you did on the last one, but. I just I know he doesn't really care about records. He wasn't playing football because of records, and he has no regrets retiring when he did. But I just feel like he kind of did the organization a little dirty. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Barry Sanders, but at least finish out the contract or something. I mean, fans felt like they were betrayed. Um, his teammates uh, on the flight home uh, talked about how uh, they tried to convince him to stay. Like, they couldn't understand where he was coming from. He just – told two of his teammates, like, this, that was my last game coming home from Baltimore. Um, if he would have stayed, I mean, he would have, by all means, broken so many more records, and who knows where he would have ended up. I, once his contract ran out, I'm sure he still would have been in great shape to go somewhere else, and who knows what he could have done. He could have won, you know, Super Bowls with another team. I just feel he ended his career too, too early. Um, but by all means, I'm not going to take away from his greatness, like, He's one of the goats. Like he's definitely one of the best running backs to ever touch the football. But I just feel he left it. Um, sorry, Brian. Two questions for you. Uh, Kevin brought up the one. The first one is: is did he owe it to the Lions to finish out the contract? And the second question is: is if he had stayed, would he have pretty much every record for running backs? Well, I'll answer the second one first. I mean, he he was good for you know even at that point. 1200 yards or so a season so I think he would have had that record pretty easily as far as owing the Lions I mean I kind of almost felt like the Lions owed him I mean they didn't put a good enough team around him for years and years I mean they solely just you know rode him and I mean they, they had some pieces here and there and then you know he would Bobby Ross gets hired he was lukewarm about him you know, and it was it was time. I could see where he thought it was time to go because it was a new regime coming in again, learn a new offense. He just didn't have the energy anymore. So, uh, like Raleigh said, he went away on his own terms, and, you know, it's hard to fault a guy for that. Agreed. The Lions haven't been good, not in our lifetime. So, it's been a long, long time. So, I agree with – Obviously, all of you, he is one of the greatest of all time, absolutely. Um, never really had a, a good quarterback, which didn't help. Um, and he left, I think, uh, was it during Charlie Batch's run when he retired? Charlie Batch. <laughs> yeah, so, but just a great running back and very elusive. So, now we're going to move on to the next one is going to be represented by me, and this was a running back who was, you know, he was elusive, but more like Walter Payton, he would just try and plow you down. I got Jim Brown. So this is a guy who played for every yard. Okay. He would stiff arm you. He would fall into you just to get an extra two yards. So he's from Syracuse. He was an All-American um, power runner. Probably invented the word power runner <laughs> for him. Um, and in 2020 ESPN, he ranked him as the um, greatest college football player of all time, not just running back, college football player, period, of all time. 
So he goes to the NFL. Obviously, he's with Cleveland Browns. Everybody knows he's with Browns. Uh, he's worked for their organization for years upon years, even after retiring. Um, now, he only played nine years as a running back, which, you know, he, he got out at a good age, too. Um, but even in those nine years, he still ranked 11th all time, uh, you know, in, in rushing. He's uh, number two in yards per rush. And he's higher ranked in the yards per rush than anyone we're talking about tonight uh, for greatest of all time. He's number six in rushing touchdowns still. So that's pretty pretty high up there. And he, he really played during a time when, when defenses were made to stop the run. Not like today where it's pass happy NFL. Defenses when he played were made to stop the run. So that makes it even, even more incredible what he did. Um, in the greatest running back of all times list, he's ranked number one uh, by the Sporting News, Sporty's Tale, Athlon Sports, NFL.com, Sportscasting, Yardbarker, Fox Sports. He's number one in all those, and he's the highest ranked running back on NFL's top 100 players of all time. And he, he's at number two as greatest player of all time in the NFL's rankings. And in nine years of playing, he was a nine-time Pro Bowler, eight-time All-Pro, um, he's got three MVPs, Rookie of the Year, eight-time rushing leader. He's on the 100th anniversary uh, all-time team for the NFL. And, of course, he's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, all of our guys, obviously, are in the Hall of Fame tonight. He's the only player to average over 100 yards per game. So that's, that's something. And he still holds 11 NFL records today. And then, um, you know, like I said earlier, after he retired, he became like a special advisor for the Browns. Um, and since he's retired, the Browns have not won a championship. And that's a really, really long time. Um, and then just outside of football, he was a captain in the U.S. Army Reserves. You know, so he did serve our country. And that really helped him in his movie roles later on. Of course, he's famous for being in the Dirty Dozen. Um, you know, really good military for, uh, film. I recommend seeing it, guys, if you haven't seen it. He's been in over 50 movies or TV shows, including Mars Attacks and Any Given Sunday. Um, now, I know he's had some off-field issues. You know, somebody may bring that up, but it, it doesn't take away what he did on the field as being one of the greatest of all time. So, um, Jim Brown definitely deserves to be in this debate and, and on this list. Um, Brian, I, I would say he, out of the running backs we're talking tonight about tonight, he most closely matches Walter Payton. Um, compared to the other ones we're talking about, you know, what, what would you say is maybe like the difference between the two of them? Um, I would, I would go back to the supporting cast. Um, you know, Jim Brown, you know, his, the, the Browns offensive line back then really doesn't get very much love at all. And it was really, really good. And, and so uh, at that, and, and, and they had, uh, you know, of course they had, um, uh, you know, some good wide receivers too, some pro bowl level guys. So it's like, I, I think I feel like that offense was um, a little more multi-dimensional. I mean, I know that back in the '60s they weren't really too, you know, too close to balance like what we see now. But it was for for its time, it was a little bit more multi-dimensional than a lot of people give him credit for. He may be the best all-around athlete we're talking about tonight. Um, the guy is just—he's just, a beast. He's huge. He's still—he was still huge the last time I, I seen him in an interview, but. Uh, Derek, what are, what are your thoughts on uh, Jim Brown? Jim Brown, uh, he's a great, great man. Um, I had the pleasure of 
uh, working with Jim, um, doing a nonprofit. It's a nonprofit out here in uh, California. He, he helps out a lot of youth. Um, I was able to actually me as a youth went to some things that he did out here um, and what he's doing out here now for the youth is uh, like awesome. So he, he's one of the guys that uh, made me want to, wanted to do things as far as the community um, when I made it to the NFL. So his off the field stuff, um, which I really didn't have no um, knowledge of as far as what if he got him getting in trouble off the field or whatever, but off the field stuff to me was all with him helping the community um, in Los Angeles. He lives out here um, with the gang violence and all that type of stuff. So off the field with Jim, with me, was trying to keep guys like me out of jail and from selling drugs or um, gang banging, you know, things of that sort. Football-wise, um, he was a beast. Um, um, like it was, um, um, for him and um, Barry Sanders, like I said, only played 10 and 9 years and to do what they did. Man, we, we, we missed out on a lot. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I wasn't, um, I was born after Jim Brown. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really didn't get to see him play. Um, I was young. I didn't really get to see him, like, you know, really watching him. But Barry Sanders, I got to watch. But Jim Brown playing nine years and still holding all these records like he holds. Man, just think if he would have played three or four more years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> think if he would have played three or four more years, what the records would be. Uh, like you said, and uh, it was, uh, defenses was, trying to stop the run, like way more than what they are now. Um, offenses wasn't how they are. Um, so for him to be able to go out there and uh, perform week in, week out, like he did, um, just let you guys know what type of athlete he was and what type of man and what he, you know, what he's about. Rollo, you're, you're from Steelers Nation South. So talking about Cleveland Browns here. That's, that's, rivalry, ain't it? <laughs> that, that, that's the enemy for you. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> what, what do you what do you think there, Rollo, about the the the, the Browns and Jim Brown? <laughs> it's tough to give any Brown any kind of love, but uh, with Jim Brown, I mean he 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 was so phenomenal in his craft. As you know, you know, in from what I from what I understand, he was a great man too. Like I've never met him, Derek. You got to meet him, <clears throat> but you know he did his damage in in seasons where they only played twelve games, fourteen games. Uh, he didn't get the benefit of the extra two games like a lot of these guys on the list had. Yeah. So he, you know, he put up those numbers when, oh. you know, you know, in, in, in sh- with, with shortened carries and shortened games. So, yeah. I mean, over his last three years, I think he had 36 touchdowns. Um, you know, so imagine he, and he, so he was still like his last year, he was, he had 17. So he was still at the top of his craft when he walked away. So like you guys said, oh. what if he would have played another three years, four years, imagine okay. the records that he would have put up. Wow. I, and I didn't know that. Um, I forgot about the 12 game situation. <laughs> they was only playing 12 games then. I told yeah, there were no bye play. weeks back then either. You know, you Whoa. just played them straight. <laughs> you couldn't rest up. Wow. Kevin, uh, what are your thoughts on Jim Brown? <clears throat> You're on mute. Sorry about that. I'll start with the uh, the negative first. Um, because I don't want to take away from what he, he's done for the football. Um, like you said, he did have some off-field issues. Um, had a lot of violent uh, type of issues. Uh, but you wonder if that's from what possibly maybe uh, CTE. Um, you know, it, it causes it can cause the violent outbursts. So he did have some legal trouble there. But um, 
I'd say one of the, one of the worst things he did was play in Mars Attacks. That was one of the worst movies ever. Had some of the biggest <laughs> stars ever. I kind of like, ruined his acting career right there, that movie. But uh, anyways, uh, Jim Brown, great running back. I don't know if you had mentioned, but in 2002, uh, Sporting News had actually selected him as the greatest football player of all time. Um, and then uh, NFL Network um, had uh, ranked him second greatest player in the NFL just behind Jerry Rice. Yeah, I, I mean, mentioned all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he great running back. I mean, he will plow through people. He's a big dude. He's he's kind of like he reminds me or the bus reminds me of Jim Brown. The bus, Jerome Bettis would do the same thing. Would plow through people. Um, and, you know, you're afraid to get in front of them because they'll just run you right over. Um, and I don't know if you had mentioned, too, that uh, he actually has the highest career touchdowns per game, too. He averaged over one touchdown a game. Okay. Something – Something also wanted to add, from what I understand, he was a bit of a cross player than he was a yeah. football player. So, you know, imagine, you know, if he if he had taken on the lacrosse route instead of football. Right, he's a Hall of Famer in that, too. Hall of Famer yeah. for lacrosse, yeah. Yes. Yep. Are you guys all from back east? Yes. Are you guys from the back east? Yeah. yeah. Yes. We're all yeah. from Pittsburgh, all of us, actually. Yeah, we, um, lacrosse is just really starting to happen out here. Like, over the last, like, I want to say 10 years, 10 years or so, where I start kind of recognizing it, like, becoming big. And so so that's, that's that's good uh, that he played lacrosse. But, yeah, out here, lacrosse is just now becoming becoming big. Hmm. Hmm. All right, let's move to uh, our last running back. That's represented by Kevin Adams. So I got uh, uh, a Dallas Cowboy. I never really liked the Cowboys uh, in the 90s, uh, especially when they beat my Steelers in the Super Bowl. But I blame that on Neil O'Donnell. But uh, I got Emmett Smith, number 22, uh, born in Florida, went to uh, UF, Florida Gator, played uh, 15 years in the NFL. Uh, he was actually uh, he was actually one of the smaller running backs to play the game, only five foot nine. And a lot of people believe, like, he was too small to play in the NFL. Well, he definitely proved them wrong. He was taken 17th overall by the Cowboys. Um, and that's after the Cowboys actually traded up to get him. Um, they actually traded the Steelers for a draft pick um, to get bumped up so they could uh, snag uh, Emmett Smith. Um, and, and initially, they didn't even want a running back. The Cowboys wanted a linebacker. Um, but, you know, if they would have went that route, who knows what the Cowboys would have done if they would have won those championships. You know, Emmett Smith was part of what they called the triplets. It was Aiken, Smith, and Irvin. Uh, that is uh, quite the triple threat, if you ask me. Um, you know, career records, I mean, he's – 18,355 career rushing yards, NFL record. NFL record, 164 rushing touchdowns. He averaged 4.2 yards per carry. He, he, he tacked on another 515 uh, receptions with three over 3,000 uh, receiving yards and another 11 touchdowns receiving. Uh, postseason, uh, he has NFL rushing record, 1,586 yards, 19 rushing touchdowns in the postseason. Three-time Super Bowl winner, one-time Super Bowl MVP, uh, NFL MVP one time, eight-time Pro Bowler. Uh, he had two seasons over 1,700 yards rushing and two seasons with 20-plus touchdowns. Smith is the only running back to ever win a Super Bowl championship, the NFL Most Valuable Player, the NFL Rushing Crown, and a Super Bowl Most Valuable Player award all in the same season. That was in 1993. Smith, Jim Brown, Peterson, Tomlinson are the only players in history with seven straight 10 touchdown seasons to start their careers. That's a pretty pretty nice list. You know, Jim Brown, we just talked about him. Um, but seven straight 10 
touchdown seasons to start your career. Smith is also one of only two non-kicker players in the NFL to score more than 1,000 points. Only other person to do that that wasn't a kicker, Jerry Rice. Um, so, I mean, if you want to pick anyone in the NFL, the history of the NFL, to be your running back and you want somebody that can be dependable um, every day, come out there, play for many years, be reliable, you know, Emmett Smith is, is got to be your guy. I mean, if you want a guy that defenders miss, yeah, Barry Sanders. If you want a guy that will hurt defenders and they wish that they had missed them, you know, go Jim Brown. If you want a guy who is remarkably dedicated, will sacrifice everything to come to the clutch, then you got Walter Payton. But if you want a guy uh, that is a good receiver and running back, uh, will save tons of broken passing plays, then you probably want Marshall Falk. But if you want the fastest guy in speedsters, Emmett Smith, he doesn't lead in any one of those categories, but he is consistent at a very high level for a very long time. Smith has consistently been effective. He had a playing style where he would follow his blockers. He'd slither through. He would get yardage out of plays that shouldn't have had any more yards to give. Smith was noted as being very durable back with excellent vision, tremendous leg strength, and great balance. Um, you know, he's one of the uh, known as one of the best second effort runners. Smith was also a reliable receiver and an excellent pass blocker to help uh, Troy Aikman get rid of the ball. All around, I think Emmett Smith is a better running back than all the other players. If you're looking at the whole picture all around, Emmett Smith takes the cake. Brian, did he have the best offensive line of all time in front of him? I mean, I mean the Great Wall is legendary. And, I mean, they were opening up some holes. Yeah, you could drop a truck through, that's for sure. Uh, but – you know, you got to have somebody that has the vision to do it. And I and I feel like of the guys we're talking about, maybe the guy with, uh, you know, with the best vision might just be Emmett Smith because, I mean, he was able to, like Kevin said, he saw the crease. He went to where it was, where he was supposed to go. And he was able to get some extra yards out of it as well when he lowered the shoulder. Um, yeah, he was certainly not a guy I'd want to get in front of. Derek, what are, your, what are your thoughts on Emmett? And what could you have done with that line in front of you? Man, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> uh, the Cowboys was a team that uh, was supposed to draft me in the second round. And they ended up drafting Thurman Williams that year. And so I would have been backing up Emma Smith instead of backing up Thurman Thomas, you know. But um, Emma Smith, I, I, just like he said, um, dur durability. You know what I'm saying? When I think about him, like he played so many games hurt. He never, I don't, I don't mean, I don't even, did he ever miss a game? I don't know if he, if he ever missed a game. You know Only when he, he sat out. I think he only missed seven, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, his durability, um, you, you can uh, rely on him being there at each game. Um, all around, he's definitely an all-around back. Uh, he can play every down. Uh, he blocks. Uh, his, his, his vision is superb. So he would be one of them guys you would check, like, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 in each category. Um Speed-wise, like you said, no, he didn't have to, he wasn't the fastest, but he, he he somehow still outran people when he needed to outrun them, and he picked them yards up. And so Emma Smith is definitely, I guess, considering one of the top top dogs for sure, one of the top dogs. I mean, his record speaks for itself, but um, his durability was just stood out to me because it seemed like this guy was just always there. You know, like he never missed a game. Rollo, the four running backs we're talking about tonight. Emmett Smith is the only one who hung around, went to a second team. 
Some people say that was just to break the record. What are your thoughts on that? No, I just think he, he wanted to keep playing. You know, he wanted to keep playing. You know, he, he loved the game. Um, you know, just remember, I remember uh, when the, 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 I think it was the playoff game against the Giants. Um, I think it was a playoff game when he separated his shoulder. And he stayed in there. Like I think he missed like two or three plays. He, and I remember running like 160-something yards. And every time he came back to the huddle, he was, he was, his shoulder was like hanging, like literally hanging off his body. So he loved to play the game. And I think that's why he stuck around, you know, to go to, to Arizona, uh, to go to the Cardinals and play there because he just loved the game. And he didn't want to, he didn't want to give it up. Kevin mentioned about all of our running backs, how they might be better in one particular category than Emmett. But just to give you an idea of how valuable Emmett was to the Cowboys, look at the one season where he held out and how poorly they were doing and pretty much said, if we don't bring him back, this season is lost. So that should tell you a lot uh, of how good Emmett is. So, Yeah. So. And he, he was in one of the greatest children football movies ever. The Little Giants. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? The annexation of Puerto Rico Puerto or something? Rico. Yeah, that, that Madden did that one, though. That was, that was his play. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, we're going to do our honorable mentions, uh, you know, just like a, a minute each real quick. Um, Kevin, who's your honorable mention? Yeah, I got uh, – he probably, he probably could have been argued in, in this list also, LaDainian Tomlinson. Uh, you know, running back in the NFL for 11 seasons, widely considered one of the greatest backs of all time. You know, uh, played for the San Diego Chargers uh, for most of his career, who had selected him 10th overall in the 2001 draft. Tomlinson was in five Pro Bowls, all pro six times, won consecutive Russian titles in 06, 07, uh, named the NFL MVP in 06. After his retirement, he ranked fifth in career rushing yards, over 1,300, seventh in all-purpose yards, over 1,800, second in career rushing touchdowns, 145. Third in total touchdowns, 162. His college, uh, TCU, they retired his number. Uh, the Chargers retired his number. Um, NFL record, uh, most rushing touchdowns in a season, 28. Uh, most consecutive games with a touchdown at 18 games in a row with a touchdown. Uh, he had the most touchdowns from scrimmage in a season. He had 31. Um, he averaged 4.3 yards per carry. He also had over 4,000 yards receiving and another 17 uh, touchdowns receiving. Great player. Um, would love to have had him on the Steelers. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's definitely an honorable mention. My honorable mention is uh, Marcus Allen. Uh, he's 14th all-time still in yards, third in rushing touchdowns, six-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, Heisman Trophy winner. Um, all of his stats would have been even better if he didn't have a big falling out with Al Davis who was the owner of the Raiders, of course. Um, things got so bad for him in Oakland. Not only did he become like the backup running back, but there was a time period where he was actually the fourth string running back. Um, things were just horrible for him with, with Al Davis. And, and when he was finally able to leave and, and get out of there, you know, he goes on and has five more very productive years with Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know, played really good ball for them, showing that he still had it and, you know, his stats definitely would have been a lot higher if not for the, the backup time he served. Um, he still holds four NFL records today. So Marcus Allen is my honorable mention. Rala, who you got? I got Marshall Falk. 
the one of the, the probably the greatest dual threat back in the history of the NFL. Uh, most receiving touchdowns by a running back, or second most receiving touchdowns by a running back. Most receptions by a running back. Uh, the only player to have 200 receiving and 50 yards in the same game. Uh, he was the fastest to 17,000 scrimmage yards. Um, he was the fastest player to gain 1,000 yards from scrimmage in a season, which was six. Uh, he had 1,083 in just six games in 2000. Um, he was unparalleled on, on offense. He was the NFL Offensive Player of the Year, Super Bowl champion. I mean, he, to me, he was the greatest show on turf, uh, greatest show on turf. Um, he made that, he made that offense run because you couldn't account for him, you know, in the passing game. And then you had to worry about him also running the ball too. So Marshall Falk is my honorable mention. Brian? Well, I'm going to go with, uh, with the juice, OJ uh, Simpson. And, you know, when you first think of him, you know, you think all the bad stuff in the nineties, but and people forget before that he was just one heck of a running back. Um, he led the NFL four different times in rushing yards, three different times in scrimmage yards, and he still holds the record, uh, the single-season record for rushing yards in the game with uh, 143.1 um, uh, in 1973, in that magical year whenever he was the first guy to ever get 2,000 yards. And the one interesting thing to note about that season was Bill's quarterbacks – combined for a 42.7 quarterback rating that season. So they they just rode O.J. Simpson the whole way, and they were still able to get a 9-5 and five record. So just uh, you know, another deal where everybody knew it was coming, but they couldn't stop it. Nice. Derek, is there anybody you see out there playing today that you think maybe at some point will be among the all-time greats? Yeah, sure. I like um, Christian McCaffrey. You know, he got, he got game. Um, like both running backs for Cleveland, um, the Hunt, um, what's the other kid's name? Um, Chubbs. Chubbs, yeah. And I like both, both of those are, those are dudes right there. Um, so those guys stand out to me. Um, Shaquan Barkley, of course, he's not playing this year and he's hurt, but, um, them four running backs right there, they stand out for me. But if I was going to go honorable mention, I, I'm going to be a little biased. Um, I would go with Thurman Thomas. <laughs> um, he's like, he reminds me, actually, Marshall Falk is, reminds me of Thurman Thomas. I'm saying like a versatile back um, that can um, uh, run and catch. I'm saying so. Thurman Thomas would be my guy. Okay. All right. Before we have our vote, it's time for tonight's trivia question. So, um, trivia question for a prize. Got to answer all parts of the question. Put them in the uh, comments section on the YouTube page. Um, so, if you're not a member of the YouTube page, please join. And uh, prior winners, you're still ineligible. And here's a question. Name these three actors. I was a halfback in the 50s at Florida State. I was a defensive tackle at Miami University in the 90s. And I was a starting QB for the California Bears in the 70s. So if you can name those three actors, we'll get your prize mailed out to you. Hit it up on the, the Facebook group page, everyone. All right, let's move on to our vote. Kevin, you're in, the, you're in the top left corner. I don't know if that's ever happened on this show before. So you're, uh, you're going to vote first. Go for it. It's about time I'm in the spotlight up top. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Jimmy Brown, you know, to get those records, uh, the way he ran the ball through people, uh, to get those records in shortened seasons compared to these other running backs. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Jim Brown. 
Brown. Okay. I'm going to go with Barry Sanders. Um, I just think, I mean, Jim Brown left too early, but obviously, you know, we're not allowed to vote for our own. So um, Barry Sanders left early, and I think he would have pretty much every record that he hung around, maybe even just one more year. Because, um, yeah, he wasn't that far removed from his 2,000-yard season. The guy had game. So, Brian? Well, I mean, you know, it, it's just really difficult because you're talking about some, you know, some just all-time greats. I just want to throw in there that it was a privilege through the 90s every Thanksgiving to be able to watch Detroit with Barry Sanders and then Dallas with Emmitt oh, Smith. Yeah. I mean, that was something else. Um, and the guy I'm going to go with, I'm going to have to go with Barry Sanders because I feel like he was doing things that – he was doing things that almost seemed superhuman. I mean, just like how he would sometimes escape from – you know, what looked like a near catastrophe. And and he was just like, – he was a home run hitter. I mean, there would be, like you guys said, you know, he'd lose a couple yards. He'd bury, you know, just getting the – you know, kind of almost like strikeouts. And then all of a sudden, boom, there would be that home run, a 70-yard run. Uh, he was a threat to take it to, ho- to the house anytime he ever had the ball. Rallo. I got to go with Barry Sanders uh, simply because – you represented Barry Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> you got to take own. somebody else. <laughs> I got to take somebody else. Uh, I would say yeah. Walter Payton. I would say Walter Payton. Payton. Okay. Uh, because, like I said, when I was a kid, you know, we emulated his running style. Uh, I remember the kangaroos. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the kangaroos, the Walter yeah. Payton shoes. Um, uh, but just he, just like that one season where he carried the Bears. I mean, he put them on his back. I think it was 1977 when he literally put the team on his back. The defense wasn't good. The offense wasn't good. But they were competitive because of, because of Walter Payton. Okay. Derek, you're the only professional out of all of us. Who would you take? Well, I'm going to take the OG, Jim Brown. Um, prior to uh, tonight, I totally forgot that he, he was only playing 12 games a season. So <laughs> I'm going to go with Jim Brown because if he had the other four games, Plus the playoffs, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be even, even be fair. So we've got two for Barry Sanders, two for Jim Brown, and one for Walter Payton. So we've got a show that ends in a tie tonight, folks. How about that? <laughs> it's happened before, but not often. Uh, but I mean, all four of these guys, it, it, it's really hard to to pick between those four. But let's move into our Q and A. Um, I don't think I've ever asked the first question in a Q&A, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first tonight. <laughs> All right, so, um, Derek, you, you've been in uh, the huddle with, like, Jim Kelly, Brett Favre, and Peyton Manning, right? So, I mean, three Hall of Famer quarterbacks. I mean, can you maybe, like, give us, like, what, what was the difference in their approach, if any? Um, Peyton was the, the more serious work, like, Peyton was a more serious one. So, um, you know, he came to work. He was uh, uh, definitely coming to work. You know what I'm saying? The gym, um, Brett, it was more fun, more laid back. Um, they, we got the work done. They, you know, we, we knew what we was doing. But Peyton was in a huddle. And just um, throughout the week, Peyton was more serious than what Jim and uh, Brett was. I don't know, because he was the younger. You know, I'm talking about Jim and Brett, they was already like eight, nine, ten, you know, ten years in the league. Peyton um, was my fourth year, and it was his second year. So, you know, it could have been that too. But 
it was a difference. That was the difference between all three of them. Okay. Rollo, go ahead. What was it like getting ready for game day? Could you tell us what it was like just just what it was like being in the locker room, your 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 game day preparation. What was it like getting ready for game day? Game day, it, it was cool. Um, when I um, game day for me, when I get to the, to the stadium, um, first thing I do, you know, put my um, get my, my my gear together. Then um, I always took a shower before the game. You know what I'm <laughs> so I took a shower before the game, and we 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 already leaving the hotel already clean. But I, since high school, I always took a shower before the game. So, um, you know, I take my shower and uh, get dressed, um, go warm up, uh, and just, you know, get focused. You know, we got some guys that kind of uh, play around, you know, the veterans. But, you know, with me, being a young guy, when I first was with the Bills, uh, it was more serious. I was almost like Peyton you know, as a rookie. But um, game day was what was good. Uh, um, intense, um, depends on who you was playing, how intense it was. Uh, if it was a rivalry game like Miami, and Buffalo, or if I was in um, Green Bay, it was uh, Minnesota, Chicago, those are our rivalry games. But uh, for the most part, um, we do the same routine. You know, nothing, nothing changes. Brian, go ahead. Uh, there in Buffalo, you were part of that, you know, revolutionary K-Gun offense. I mean, I know that by the time you got there, you know, they had – worked all the bugs out of it and everything, but what was it like playing in that kind of hurry up, uh, hurry up mode all the time? Well, I, uh, Kagan, I loved it. Um, I'm coming from Portland state. Um, I don't know if you got, you remember guys, you know, June, June Jones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, they had to, uh, run and shoot offense. Mm -hmm. Um, so me coming from Portland state, um, that's why I think one of the reasons they drafted me at Buffalo, because they knew I could, I could catch and, you know, I played in the offense, speed offense like that. So it, it was it was great um, being able to uh, run the ball and, and, and with the offense as far as being no huddle, uh, we kept the defense. Um, um, they couldn't um, change players or make subs or um, kept them off balance by what we did. Uh, the K gun was like I said, what we see now with the three wides and the four wides. Like I said, we we were we were ahead of the time at a time. Kevin, go ahead. So I'm going to bring up a, a probably a good memory for you. Uh, 1995 AFC wildcard game. I'll tell you what, that 22-yard run that you put up, you looked like Emmett Smith and Barry Sanders in that run, man. Okay. That's pretty tight. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that, that game, uh, you got two of the greatest quarterbacks going head-to-head -head against each other at, at home in Buffalo there for you, Jim Kelly and Dan Marino. Uh, what was that game like to have those two Hall of Fame quarterbacks head-to-head -head in a, in a wildcard game? Man, that was that was like uh, for me to be a rookie and to be involved in that game and to actually play a part in it. You know what I'm saying? It, it was it was unbelievable. Um, it was back and forth, back and forth. Um, we the reason why we won that game was because of um, our running game. So um, we, we had a play called um, we called bread and butter. It was like really like our zone read right, our zone zone read um, left. We, we said bread. It was uh, zone lead, zone read right. We said butter was, I mean, hold on. Bread was um, right and butter was left. So we all we did was run bread and butter on them all game. And, uh, had to, had to, had to um, pull her, we had to pull her, pull her, and go in the opposite way. So we kind of uh, had keys that was different 
and made them think um, we was running something else. But we ran bread and butter all game and hit them for like 300 some yards or rushing, I think. Nice. Rollo, go ahead. I just want to point out that uh, the Bills did lose to the Steelers uh, in the playoffs. <laughs> I just wanted to, to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, know, you know, my boy Chad Brown was on that team. Chad Brown, yeah. Richard Bill. Richard Bill, yeah. you know, we, went, we went to the same high school, so they had Bryce oh, right on me, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like? What was that like going into Three Rivers – but, you know, in playing a playoff game, could you tell me, like, you know, what was the atmosphere like? What was the, you know, you know, what was it like playing a playoff game at Three Rivers? And it was awesome. It was crazy because, you know, growing up, I was a Dallas Cowboys fan. So, um, and, and watching Pittsburgh, you know, we always had, it was always Dallas and Pittsburgh for, for a long time in the Super Bowl, for, you know, when I used to watch. So, me being able to go, go into Three Rivers and actually play. And they playing against some of my boys, you know, some of my OG homies. It, it was a blessing. Um, just, just the crowd, just the, the atmosphere was like it's like being in Buffalo, but of course it was Pittsburgh. And I mean, it, it, it was lit. It was real lit. Brian, go ahead. Well, I, as you know, I, I follow you on Facebook, and and uh, it's hard to hard to do that and not see um, how enthusiastic and everything you are about about your son Darnay with the Giants now. Um, so. Uh, and, he, and he just a couple weeks ago just had an interception against Russell Wilson, which is pretty uh, pretty tremendous. So, uh, can if you as you look at his season, I know it's early, but um, can you tell me what you, kind of grade you would give him, or how you think he's doing so far? Um, I think he's um, he's great. Well, actually, the first part of the season, uh, he was just getting his feet wet and um, not understanding um, leverage and different ways to line up, and um, so he was playing. He plays and he's playing a new position, even though he played DB um, his whole career. Um, but outside, now he's moved into what they call slot corner now, which is nickel, like a nickel linebacker. So um, he knows it now. Like for the first five, four or five weeks, he was just learning. But I have a preseason. So um, he gave up some inside routes, gave us some easy routes, some easy catches that he shouldn't have gave up. But um, key thing, yeah, he haven't gave up a touchdown yet. So that, that that's a blessing. But uh, he's progressing pretty good. Uh, he's loving it, like I said, because now he's knowing what to do. He's watching film. He's I'm learning from the veterans, um, James Bradbury, Logan Ryan, um, Jabril Peppers, and all of them guys are uh, his big brothers. They uh, take him home. Uh, they all kind of stay in the same area. Actually, Logan and uh, um, um, Bradbury stays in the same apartments as Darnay. So uh, every day, you know what I'm saying, he gets a chance to um, feed off them and learn from them and um, Logan holds them accountable. Uh, the DBs are accountable for uh, their mistakes. So Darnay, um, he's doing good. Um, he's a rookie, um, but for the most part, he he held his own so far. He missed last game. He's gonna miss the game. He missed with two of um, his knee. His knee is hurt. Um, we just actually I had to get a second opinion because he almost tried to play last week, and I was like, I don't need to check out. So now this week they didn't let any practice at all. So it, it was worse than what I what I what he thought. You know what I'm saying? Because he actually hurt it on. Um, when a tackle played, when he tackled the tight end from uh, Seattle, he tackled the tight end. Uh, it was a good tackle, but um, he got up and actually played, finished the game. Finished the game, but um, I think it's the MCL something that's kind of messed up on me, and it's really a two or three week injury. But he's not going to play this game. Uh, I don't know if he's going to actually. I told him if they don't win this game, I don't know what's going. <laughs> he might end up just chilling for the rest of the next two games. I mean, if it's hurt like that, you know, get ready for next year. 
Kevin, go ahead. Uh, so I, I know you had uh, done some kick returning. Um, you know, from my backyard football games, I, I did some kick returns too, ran them to the house. But uh, what's it what's it like in an NFL game? Um, like you catch the ball and you have like, what, 11, 12 guys running straight towards you to kill you, like full speed? <laughs> what's yeah, that? What's your thought process when you catch it? It's just chaos, you know. Just make sure, keep your head on the swivel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Keep your head on the swivel. But, you know, you just got to make sure you um, you know exactly where you're supposed to be. Uh, it ain't too much trying to, like a running back, where you can go one way and go the other. So you got to get to where it's supposed to be blocked, hit the hole hard. And, uh, you break that crease until you can pop one. But if you if you uh, tiptoe in, you're going to get your head knocked off. <laughs> Derek, I, I'm not sure if I, I – I think I read this somewhere. I, I might be not remembering right, but were you once a wide receiver? Yeah. Yep. Okay, that, that's what I thought, yeah. What made yeah, the switch so I, to running back? We'll get you out of here on this question. Like, what, what made you the switch to running back, and who who was, like, your idols, like, growing up that, you know, you looked up to? Actually, um, I played running back as, as a youth. Um, then when I got to high school, um, I, I played run, um, receiver. Um, I ended up going back to running back because I had sat out a couple of years um, and I got I ballooned up. So, like, so they put me back um, when I got to junior college. They put me at running back, and I could catch. So they okay, well we got we got a multi-purpose back. So that's why I ended up playing running back. But no, I played receiver um, all the way into junior. Actually, I played receiver and running back in junior college. But it ended up being with my with my body, my, with my size and my weight, and, my, and me, me being able to catch. All the coaches was telling me it's better for me to stay at running back instead of playing receiver. And and who who was your idols? Like who did you look up to? Tony Dorsett was my um, idol coming growing up. Pitt graduate right yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Dorsett. Okay, nice. we, we, we're here. You know, Ruben, Ruben Brown. That's my best buddy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We went. We uh, graduated in 90, 95. Not graduated, but drafted in ninety five to Buffalo. Okay. Yeah, I was there uh, more when uh, was it Antonio Bryant was there. So much, okay. much later, but yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Ruben Brown, he, yeah, he could play. And Dorsett, gosh, he could have been on our list tonight. We didn't. Nobody honorable mention Tony Dorsett. What? Yeah, I almost did, but um, I had to think about Thurman. I thought about <laughs> Thurman. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We, you know, really appreciate you. You know, giving us your time and, and being here and and you know answering questions and talking about running backs. Um, you know, you're the you're the first NFL running back I've ever talked to in, in real life. So that's that's just really an honor for me. Um, appreciate you, yeah. So thank you for doing that. I want to remind everybody to subscribe to the YouTube page. You get the shows prior to their Facebook posting. So if you want to watch them earlier, subscribe to that YouTube channel. And then join the Facebook page, too, as you can win those trivia prizes. Um you know, we got a lot of shows coming up here in the future, different sports, more NFL shows coming as well in the future. So keep keep watching. Everyone have a great night. All right, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for joining us. Yeah, Derek, I just want to give you my personal thank you, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, appreciate it, man.